Hey, it's J. Mark Accento here, and Kylo, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say thank you so much everyone who has supported us on our Patreon so far, and thank you to everyone who has given us such great feedback on the first episode of It Comes From Within. Kylo Ren and I are extremely grateful, and we can't believe that we are already in our second year since launching our first episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. As promised, here is episode 24 of TFU, and next week we will be releasing episode 25, and Kylo is being extremely demanding and making sure I remember to tell you that. But I will give you a few more updates at the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. I have a duty to keep you all up to date about Everything that is happening inside and outside of the city. Ray, you are mayor now. And the box snaps shut onto your hand. Ow! 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 So you two just killed a baby, whatever that was. Well, that means that there's larger ones back at Balderdash. A dark tunnel. And it seems to go back into the, uh, towards the direction of Balderdash. Oh, we didn't want to eat the goblins. They were just, they were eating people. We just kicked them out instead. They don't eat people. We already proved that. If any of you in here would like to leave, now is the time. They are saying that the mutants have been killing the beast in the outer wastelands. That's not the mutants. That's me. Idiot! Manny, you're supposed to keep a low profile. Set the entire maze on fire. Hmm. Well, shit. That's a terrible, that's a terrible idea. Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Today, I would like to introduce to you a new segment to our little broadcast called Reality Check with Robin. Get it? Reality, as in true reality. (laughs) Oh, I'm so clever. For this newest segment, we will bring along special guests and get to know them better. We could have anyone on our show, from fellow consumers to captured encroachers, maybe even a studio head or two. Of course, since this is our first time running the segment, I have to work with what I can. So... I ask that you all are patient as we introduce our first guest, my assistant, Elijah! Oh, yes, yes, Elijah, dear, I mean you! Elijah? Elijah? Oh! (laughs) Oh, I locked him in the horse pit in the back. I will be back shortly, dear listeners. Just one, one moment. Three, nine, seven, three, minus 
Seven five five four three nine seven three. Five four. Kevin. Three nine seven five five five. Kevin. Three nine seven four three nine seven four minus seven five five four. Kevin, what are you doing? Uh, huh, Amelia. Oh, hello there. How can I help you? I heard you talking to yourself. What were those numbers? Numbers? I don't know. Oh, actually, I'm so glad you're here. J-Mark told me he found some new games in the archives for the station system. I've got an hour before game starts. You want to try it out? Kevin, this is important. What are these things you are... Come on, Amelia, let's go. You're going to love this new game you found. Apparently you get to farm in it. That's the whole thing. Maybe we can actually learn how to grow some real food. Now then, Elijah, can I call you Elijah? Well, I suppose you really can call me whatever you want. Yes, tell our dear listeners about you. What makes you Tick. What are your likes and your dislikes? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, if you really want to know, I've been really into reading comic books. You know, the kind that the overseers let us read. And I've got some fun, fantastic... <laughs> what was that? Oh, I, uh, I like working here at the station for you, Miss Robin, of course. Miss? I, I mean, Lady Robin, voice of our beloved overseers, tenth of her name and bringer of daily wisdom. Yes, just remember to use the full title anytime you address me. Don't you forget it, okay, Bumpkin? Hmm. Thanks for coming by. It is my pleasure, young Mitch. Now, tell me, what is it you want? The guys are coming by for their game session, and I want to ask for a break. You have received a great many breaks. I allow you this distraction every other week, do I not? You know I mean more than that. You've had us running all over this city, scoping out places basically single-handedly. Just yesterday, we were all up and down the farmer's market, and that doesn't include the time we spent dodging Capitaine Larong's new outposts and patrols. Not to mention the drones right now. No, now. no. You are not as old as I, young Mitch. I am certain you have plenty of energy to spare. Well, we don't all have robot parts. <laughs> no, I suppose not. But still, until you provide me with useful information from your informant, This is what we must do. We do not trust each other. So it is imperative you stay by my side and under my watchful eye. Or would you like me to share your little friend's location to the overseers? No need to hide the facts. I know precisely where young Manuel is at all times, thanks to the equipment we airdropped to him. And I know... He has been killing more of those beasts in the outer wastelands. 
Perhaps I should tip off the overseers and... Okay. All right, I get it. Uh, we'll keep going. I'll see what else I can find out. Excellent. I'll see you later, young Mitch. Ah, young J-Mark and young Kevin. It is good to see you both again. If you don't mind, I really must be going. Please, enjoy yourselves. Okay, uh, see you again. Yes, we will enjoy ourselves. Thank you. Hey, I'm just logging in now. Uh, Manny, are you there? Strachan, Manny! Manny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, thank God. I, sorry, I just thought... Look, I, uh, I wanted to say sorry. <laughs> sorry? For being careless with my dogs. I don't know how to make it up to you, but I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. Oh. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. <clears throat> just, oh man. Uh, just be more careful. Yay! We're all friends again. So, uh, are we gonna get started over here? Yeah, guys. Or... Let's enjoy ourselves and play. Right, yes. Uh, last time you guys were deep under Boulder Dash and found that there was an underground tunnel system full of rooms oddly resembling the interiors of the buildings of Boulder Dash. Uh, you guys had split up the party. Um, and... Twilight, you've encountered uh, a mimic who calls himself Chester, who I did you a great disservice of uh, by not choosing a good voice for Chester, and uh, we will be correcting that later. Okay. No, no, the Sounds great disservice good. is not making, you know... Chester a treasure chest. No, Bucket a fecal mancer. <laughs> that's... Darn it, that's good. A poo mancer. Make Bucket a poo mancer. Fecal mancer. Oh my... All his magic is poo. Can that be a thing? Because that would be incredible. Probably something close to like liquid bending, like from that cartoon we found in the archives. But it's just poop instead oh, of just liquids. Oh, I only found the live action one in the archives. It didn't look that good. Yeah, but I like the ideas it represents. Like the hair being a penis against the moonlight? Yeah, like it just... Yeah. It, it feels like the whole movie felt like a missed opportunity where they brought in like this big, like full world of like cool, like fighting people with like like, element magic, and then it just never went anywhere. And everybody was weirdly white, except for the bad guys. Yeah, I was actually uncomfortable with how white it was. Mm. It was... I can't imagine what it would be like if, like... I mean, Mitch, I know you're white, and Kev, I, I mean, I've seen you. Manny, I don't know what you are, but, like... You know, we're all kind of a little bit of something-something there, but, like, just only white people? Yeah, it just... It doesn't seem natural. Like, what are, what uh, yeah. are the odds... Um, I think you would have to do that on purpose. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like dog breeding. Oh, yeah. Right? Except Manny? if you look up any sort of details about it, the director was the furthest thing from white. Hmm. For a second there, I thought you were talking about dog breeding, and I was like, Were it, did you read about dog breeding at the zoo? Because that sounds horrifying. Tell me white people and don't do dog breeding? It takes direction to do Only that? Only white people do dog breeding. <laughs> Interesting. Oddly, it feels accurate, though. Yeah. I want to look into the cultural part of that. Mm. Hey, we, we should play D&D. <laughs> Sorry, I got really caught up in that. Yeah, um, yeah, but no, I was saying it was a disservice not making Chester a treasure chest. We're supposed to be enjoying ourselves, aren't we? Eventually, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm still calling for poop magic. Well, meanwhile, uh, Chester has once again become a chest since he decided uh, 
He's just going to kind of hang out now. So the last time we were playing, Chester and Twilight were breathing heavily. Um, so are we assuming that time has passed and we started talking, or are we still in that breathing heavily moment? I, I don't think it matters, dude. Where do you want to be right now? We, we, we left you at the intersection where we split off. Uh, back at the, sort of the top okay. of this of this area, this underground I would, area. I would love I would love to be maybe back in the previous room that Chester and I were in, just because that's the most progress for me. And maybe we're like sitting and getting to know each other, and like it seems like we've been talking for a good while. And so I'm talking to Chester, and I'm like, "So you're telling me you in a previous life were a giant cat thing with spots? What are you talking about?" I don't know. I was just making shit up. <laughs> uh, you asked me where I wanted to be, and you said he was already a chess. So I was like, okay, great. We've been talking this whole time. And I didn't, that was I didn't Twilight. mean like where you want to be emotionally. <laughs> it's, it feels extremely important. I guess uh, Chester would say, actually, we can only turn into inorganic materials. Oh, I must have read that somewhere. That's okay. Okay. So why did you, why'd you eat us? Why do we eat you? Yeah, like... We're, we're attacking you. Yeah, but like, I mean, you don't seem like you're really into that kind of thing. Well, it really is just more of a day job. Is that right? Yeah. What do you do, what do you do beyond, like, you know, attacking people? I didn't, do you need, do you need currency? No, not currency. See, this has sort of become the day-to-day. -day. Right now, us mimics have been left in the background for too long. Not all of us are as intelligent as me, but we do get a sense that we're not really the main characters of our stories right now. We live in the background. Floor tiles, chandeliers, treasure chests for sadistic wizards who think that we're good for guarding things. We're sick and tired of it. And so we've all gathered here. And one day, Prophecy tells us that the Hive Lord will come. In fact, the Hive Lord is supposed to be here already. But we can't really find him. We've been looking. We sent uh, an envoy up to the surface. But so far he hasn't made himself known. And Twilight starts clapping like... That was wonderful. Thank you. That was like, that was like your brave lung speech right before a battle. Yes. That is what we like to do. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so you feel, you, even though you're a mimic, you're saying that over time you felt more like a doormat. Sometimes I have literally been a doormat, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then sorry. I ate someone's feet. Okay, well, I can I just say that you don't, you don't have to work for these wizards, you know? Oh, we don't work for the wizards anymore. We tell us a good deal with the devil, and he says that we can become our own people if we just work for them for a century. Okay, but if you work with us, you might be able to actually, like, be your own people sooner than that. Really? Absolutely. We've killed a lot of devils. Um, and Twilight starts digging in their kimono and goes, Oh, I don't have the body parts, but this potion was made out of a devil, and I show off uh, one of the potions I got. Ooh, bubbly. Yeah, it's real bubbly. Uh, this one was made out of devil horns. Cool. Yeah. So what do you say? How do you kill the devils? Uh, silver. Interesting. Yeah. Can you turn into silver? Sort of. We can look like silver. We can look like a lot of things. But we don't really change what we are. 
Hey, that's real deep. You know, I have a friend. Her name is Gerhardt. She's kind of like you guys, except she transforms into people and not objects. Ah, uh, she got the good side of it. You could team up and you could make like a superhero sidekick team. Yes, I will be her cape. I love this plan. So, wait, so you're saying that mimics, you eat to attack, but you don't actually need sustenance? No, we're objects. We're just really smart. You could be free right now. Why would you have to work for the devils when you don't need sustenance, which means it sounds like you're pretty self-sustainable. Well, we're kind of weak as a society right now. You see, we're waiting for the Hive Lord because not all of us are as intelligent as me. Not all of us can even talk. But when the Hive Lord comes, we'll be free. We'll be our own people. Twilight scoots up to Chester and goes, If none of them can talk, how do you know you're not the Hive Lord, Mr. Hive Lord? I don't know. I know I'm not the Hive Lord because I know what the prophecy is. Oh? Yeah. What's that? Well, the Hive Lord will come. He was supposed to be here sometime earlier today, but he's not here yet. But when he gets here, oh, it's gonna pop off! Well, how do you know he'll be here? How do you know it'll be the Hive Lord? The devil's told us he's coming. He's gotta hatch fresh, though. Like, he's brand new. And who told you about the Hive Lord in the first place? Oh, you want, like, a specific devil name? Yeah, we cut a deal with Hysterion. Oh. As soon as the Hive Lord gets here, we're gonna rise up and overcome! Twilight hears Torin and Torin laughing maniacally in the background. <laughs> I blame you! <laughs> Hello, Ghost of Torin. <laughs> oh, God! Can, can you see that? And Twilight points to the Ghost of Torin. Go away, Ghost of Torin! Go away, Ghost of Torin! <laughs> Thank you, you're really brave. Okay. Nobody likely got for Torin. I'll always be back, and I'll always blame you. Rockets to the ceiling. <laughs> Personally, I blame the Ghost of Torin. Ghost of Torin is my new favorite canonical character in your game, Mitch. Through all the adventures, just keels over from a heart attack. <laughs> it's like, you didn't okay. even get him killed, but he still blames you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I got, I got, I want to make a deal with you, buddy. Okay. I want to help you be free, because honestly, I, I really don't want you eating my friends anymore. You know, I don't even really need to eat people. I know something we're doing. So I got a deal for you. How about we grab my friends, and together we try to find this Hive Lord thingy, and if we do find it, you can go off with the Hive Lord and free yourselves even from the devils, and if we don't find it, how would you like to come with me? You and your buddies, we can set something up for you. You can live as free people and do what you like as long as it doesn't hurt good people. I don't think there's enough room on your belt for the helmet and then. Give me a give me a persuasion check. Also, they're a mimic. They can shrink in size, right? So uh, like they cannot, man. they cannot change their size. They can change their general shape. They're always going to be something that's like they can inflate and deflate a little bit, but they're always going to be roughly uh, the same size. So you're telling me that when he was a sledgehammer, he was a door-shaped sledgehammer? He was very thin on the on the handle and very big on the head. He was a warhammer. Oh, I see. He was a warhammer. So they, it's, they, have to, they have to preserve their mass anytime they grow and shrink, yeah. but as long as they can take up I mean, a shape without... Just because it's magic okay. doesn't mean it's not also science. I rolled my persuasion. What'd you get? You, you can't just tell me you rolled it. That's useless to me. Have you not played Dungeons & Dragons before? No, I haven't. I don't know what we're doing. Oh man, you are in for a treat. 
I've just been trying my best. Okay, so I rolled an 18 plus 6. Okay. Uh, Chester so says, 24. you know what? This uh, thing doesn't work out. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll try working with you for a bit. Twilight starts picking up Chester's accent. Thank you. Don't make fun of me. I have four tongues. I'm oh, sorry. That's a bit of a tick I have. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. So let's let's go. Let's, uh, um, one second. Let's leave this spit-drenched hallway. Twilight is just, like, covered in- their kimono's covered in spit. Um, Twilight cast a message. You do that. And Twilight would like to send a message to Twilight and Vert. To who? And go, hey! <laughs> sorry, to, to myself in the future. I, I'm learning the techniques of future Torin. He is my master. He is he is my senpai. Oh, God, we are, we are deep in the weeds here. Alright, let's, let's do something productive. <laughs> okay. Twilight sends a message to Torin and Vert and says, Hey, I found a mimic that's willing to talk on the other side. Come and find me. We went down the other path. It's a pretty straightforward and let's unite. Hey, oh my God, they're, they're, they're bleeding. Uh, no, Twilight can't hear. I uh, can't see it. Twilight goes, Oh my God, they're screaming in pain. What the hell's going on? And then we can, if you want to cut. To I forget that, what is going on. Dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I remember correctly from last time, what was going on with Torin and Vert is that you were in a room that looked like a mock-up of Flood's room, and you intimidated a bowl of fruit away. <laughs> That's about it, so I don't know why we're screaming. Oh, no, 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 we're overlapping time. So Twilight was messaging you while you were fighting, and then you finally settled down after you went in that room. I had a plan. Okay. Oh, so we just I ignored mean, you, basically. Yeah, that's not how. That means they definitely ignored you through that whole floods room mock-up room incident. In the yeah. meantime, yeah. Sorry about that. It's not that you're not important, Twilight. It's that they were busy scaring fruit. Twilight casts message on Twilight. The DM reminds them that's just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you- <laughs> the internal monologue continues. From now on, thinking is a cantrip and requires one action. <sighs> All right. Bet. Fair. Alrighty. Um, Fair. (laughs) It's gonna be the worst canonical rule ever. Okay. Um. So, uh, you guys uh, are in Flood's room. There is a stairway to go up, and there is the front door that you guys came into to enter this room. And then we get the message. Yeah, you get the message. I guess where Twilight asked you what's going on. Uh, we just finished killing some, uh, mimics and and we we got a few more to leave now we are going up these stairs and as they heavily narrated their actions they went up the stairs and they found uh they have entered into a room it is another another dark stone room like every room in here only this one doesn't seem to be a mock-up of anything this one seems to have a door to the left and then to your immediate right, sort of on a diagonal, I guess, not your immediate right, irrelevant, uh, is a golden treasure chest covered in ornate decoration large enough to, uh, large enough for Torin to, to, to like lay down and sleep in if he wanted to. Like a six foot high golden glittering treasure chest. It's a trap. Torin runs up and punts it. Everything we've run into is a mimic. Why not? Yeah, no, it's a mimic. It's for sure a mimic. 
Um, yeah, you kicked it, and uh, it's going to. You know what? Roll. A, That's a surprise attack. Uh, why not? What is your strength? What is your strength, Torin? Seventeen plus three. So yeah, we'll do three strength damage just to start it off. How much distance do I get? True. You're actually trying to punt it a distance because you do not. <laughs> who says you? Who are yeah, you? I'm the one who controls the <laughs> physics of this universe. If that's the case, do you think you could help us get like more sunlight? Because that'd be really great I have, if you have that power. I took away the sunlight on purpose because I thought it would be funnier. Hey, anyway, uh, Torin and Vert, go ahead and roll your initiative, my dudes, because now this chest has sprung four beady red eyes and has opened its mouth and four purple tongues are lashing out at you from inside the this chest. Always with the four. Seventeen. Yeah, I got a seven. Oh, crap. I got Garbo. I'm not familiar with that number. Uh, it's low. Less than what everyone else got. It's a prehistoric language called French. Disgarbo. <laughs> All right, Torin. Uh, you you definitely kicked a box, and now the box is mad at you. Go ahead, man. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on, what's in the box? Box. By kicking it, it rattled slightly, and you can tell that there are objects inside the box. Not squishy tongues, but other things. I'll give you that. Well, I have an extra attack now, so I'm going to swing once, and then I guess swing twice. That sounds like two swings. Swing, swing, da da So roll a d20 for hitting. Yep. 19. Yeah, that hits. Roll your second attack. Wait, let me try that again, because I somehow got the same exact number. That's fine. It's okay, 16. I mean, that hits too, but it's fine if you roll it twice and get the same number. There's a 5% chance of that happening. I didn't know if I actually, like, threw it right, because it just seemed to bounce off the wall and stay on the exact same number. You're, you're fine. Well, you could have just unlocked the secret to rolling dice, and then you just keep it on 20. I mean, that's the same way you get arrested in a casino way back when. <laughs> yeah, but there's a reason those burn down. Anyway, it's your turn. Uh, you, you Two attacks hit, roll some damage. So 1d10 because I'm slashing. Mm-hmm. 1d10 plus strength. So 11. Cool. 10. So I guess all together for the two attacks, 21. Wow. He did not like that. Your sword cuts into what looks like gold, but it feels like flesh. And there's a squelching sound. Goes to Vert. Vert is going to pull out a, um, a magic missile. I was about to say, don't pull it out in the middle of battle. Don't pull out your magic missile in front of all of us. Excuse me while I whip this out. You finally have new magic, and you're going to go to the same old magic missile? Uh, you're in the way. That's the problem. They say that if you're really good at whipping out magic missile, you should always whip out magic missile. And I, I think Torrin has a few shots. I mean, I think Vert has a few shots of those in him. Vert's feeling good about whipping it out, and I'm on board with it. Mm. Yeah, we all consent to you whipping it out, Vert. Whip out that magic missile. All right, so I'm casting the magic missile at third level. That's going to hit automatically. It is. There's there's a lot. Oh, oh my. Is that how many? Can you count, please? (laughs) That is is five of these bad boys that just hit. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, give me a second here. 17. Ooh. Oh, man. I rolled okay. low, too. 
<laughs> it's too spicy, too spicy. Yeah, this uh, this giant golden treasure chest is going to rear back in anger as as five magic missiles sparkle and collide into its face. And now it's going to get mad. So uh, with one giant purple tongue, that's going to uh, rise out of its mouth and uh, hit for 12 vert. I cast protection, which means I hit it with my shield. Well, hold that on. is not how that works. That it is. When a creature you can see attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Must be wielding a shield, and I'm wielding a shield. Mm, that's an interesting idea. Does it mean the ally you're blocking is within five feet of you, or the creature that's attacking is within five feet of you? Because my interpretation is that it's the creature you're defending, and Vert did not say he was next to you. No, Vert's like across the room. That's what I thought. Yeah. This thing is lashing out with a very long tentacly tongue. That is a long tongue. All right, it's then. It's gross. So that's a 12 to hit? Yeah. What's your AC? The, 16. Yeah, I was going to say that does not hit. 16? Yes. I forgot that. Yes. No. Okay, so this is going to lash at you. It's not Twilight, the weakest of our gr- I guess. I guess Vert is going to deadpan head dodge this thing. Uh, Vert doesn't even move. He just like you know ducks an inch, and it just it, it's swinging a miss, man. Or no, Vert just moves their head slightly an inch, whips out a cigarette, lights it, puts on shades. <laughs> Preston digitations deal with it in front of him. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I'm just gonna bite Torin then. We've been getting we've been getting some really awesome um, drawings from some of the Fung Wong of like things they've listened to in our games. Oh my god, the I'm Fung so Wong listened for... to us. I thought we were kind of like shunned in the compound. Well, it's not a lot of them. I didn't know the but... Fung Wangs enjoyed us. Well, yeah, they're the ones who are giving me feedback on when I was making music, guys. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for them to make art of uh, that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the funky wings enjoy us. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can handle a picture of, of Vert casually dodging a tentacle going for his head. I really more want the deal with it image. I think that'd look awesome. I, mm. well, speaking of dealing with it, as the giant treasure chest the, uh, sprouts fangs and tries to come down on top of Torrin's head, uh, Torrin is going to deflect it with his shield and push the mouth back. And it's going to go to Torrin. Yeah, might as well just do the same thing. I got two attacks. Swing, swing. And Twilight still has message active and goes, Hey, Torin, what are you doing? You screaming a lot over there. Are you doing all right? Quiet, you. <laughs> That's where the ghost of Torin comes from. You just never canceled your message call. Torin, I blame you. So, yeah, I rolled a 19. It doesn't even matter the plus six. Yeah, that'll think, hit. So that one hits. That'll hit for sure. It's not hard and to hit 16, the giant so that one will hit. 16 damage? No, 16 to hit. Yeah, no, I'm that hits. swinging twice. That hits. Roll your damage. Uh, yeah, how are we going to get 16 so damage? 11. Uh-huh. Damn it. I keep missing. <laughs> Cup your Damn hands. It. Make a cage. Make a cage with I'm your hands. I'm putting it in the dice box. <laughs> oh, you made a box. Yes. Oh, yeah, you did make a box. I forgot. Okay. I should do that. Okay. 11 and 8, so 19. Total? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this is a... Uh, Torn, you're going to put your sword into this thing and just run a few steps across it. 
and open a huge gash where its tummy might be. And it is bleeding a green liquid profusely. And the, there is steam coming off of this liquid. Okay. Is yes. it still moving? It's still moving. It's not dead. It's just really angry. It's okay. covered in its own green blood. Ooh. All right. Um, mine? Yep. Okay. Hit me with that sweet, sweet gnome magic, my dude. We cast lightning bolt. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> so let's try this noise out. That is a fifteen to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. I got some bad news here. Um, about for who? About the damage. Well, um, sort of. <laughs> it's um. <clears throat> It's a hundred foot long line, uh, five feet wide. Okay. Torn, where are you at, man? <laughs> well, according to the DM, I sliced it and ran past it, so I don't know where I'm at anymore. <laughs> Vert, if you want to move around and get an angle, that's fine. Okay. We can I'm say you did that. A five foot step to hopefully angle some stuff here. Um, plot, twi now plot twist, you stepped in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, I don't have to roll for that because that, that would not end well. Um, it needs a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's real bad for it because it doesn't um, have like legs. Yeah. It's got 13. What's your, your spellcast uh, save? It is a 15. Well, then I guess you hit it with the full force of your magic missile slash lightning bolt. Please tell me how my D&D &D monster is dead, because <laughs> god damn it. Uh, that's 31 points. Holy god. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, first, go stroke yourself. And second... <laughs> god... <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So this thing, what you see is your lightning bolt tears a hole through it, and much to your uh, disbelief, little orbs, little white orbs come rolling out of the hole that you've blown in this thing. It screams out in anger and desperation, but it is not yet dead. And you can see it's it, the corners of it have now sagged with exhaustion. <laughs> And in desperation, it's going to move to Torin, and it's going to... Ooh. Torin, it's going to grab you. Uh, 19 to hit. Can I roll a grapple check? Ooh. That is actually what's going to happen here. Uh, it's going to hit you, but first, uh, you're going to take 14 bludgeoning damage. As this thing wraps a, a purple tongue around your body and starts crushing you. Uh, and now, let's do that grapple roll, and guess what? You have disadvantage, because this tongue is incredibly sticky. Like your face. True. Hey, buddy, you do you doing okay? Right. You. Okay. Um, can we establish What do I roll that... for grapple check? Uh, you're going to roll a strength save with disadvantage. Wait, no, is that right? Oh, I should, I'm going to make mimics. Maybe I should check what the rules are for the grapple I'm going to make everyone do. Hey, I've been noticing something. Could I ask you about this? Yeah. When did you put all of your notes on your computer? You've been using it for a while now, but I never asked. Cockroaches ate the only charge cable that exists for my tablet, so I had to switch back to my basic computer rig. Okay. Uh, just wondering. Uh, so anyway, Torin... angry I asked. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> okay. I miss my tablet. Spent a lot of time That's... with that tablet. I completely understand. 
thing. Much like Torn spending with, with the golden chest. Yeah, except different because this is going to have a lot more tentacles. Um, so uh, it is a athletics or a acrobatics check to contest the grapple. Seeing as how I have athletics and not acrobatics, let's go with athletics. Okay. But just so, so you know, you have disadvantage and you have to beat 25. Mm. Because you're a dick. No, because this is, this is a real good mimic. This is a fun monster. Which is why we're beating the ever-loving mimic shit out of it. And little white orbs. Yes, you're beating the ever-loving little white orbs out of it. Ever-loving mimic shit is going to be the name of Twilight's next band. Yeah, I didn't beat it. Yeah, I figured you weren't gonna. So now it's gonna bite you, and now it's easier to bite you as it picks up your body and drags you into its sharp, sharp fangs. Am I inside head first? 25 to hit, so let's assume yes. Just you wait for my turn. <laughs> uh, you're gonna take 10 more damage as it bites down on you. And then you're going to take something very significant. You are going to take some acid damage from its saliva. Don't I have, like, acid resistance because of my... You do. So you're going to take only two acid damage, but you'll notice, hey, there's acid in here. It feels cozy. Indeed. So that hurt you, but I really enjoyed it. And it goes to Torin now. You are grappled with a slippery purple tongue around your body. You are in a thing's mouth. What can I do? I don't think Zone of Truth will help at this moment. <laughs> you never know. If you, if you man-mode Zone of Truth while being eaten, that's a pretty big flex. And I know that Torin's all about flexing. It can't lie while it's eating me. Quick, interrogate it. That's true. Can that act- <laughs> I think that should be part of Torin's character development, is Torin not only physically flexes, but constantly tries to flex on other people. He, just, he flexes internally, as well as externally. <laughs> Torin just shouts out, Vert! Yeah. <laughs> I remembered the other thing I copied from you, and I cast Misty Step. Hey, that's pretty tight. Ooh. Hold on one second. I'm going to see if you can do that while grappled. Doesn't say I can't. Doesn't say Doesn't you say can't. It's not a concentration yeah, you... one, so yeah. Like, I'm looking at it right now. It just says I can teleport. Doesn't say anything about it. the space I teleport has to be unoccupied. That's I love the it. only clarifier. You can totally do that. And it's instantaneous. You got it, man. You teleport out of the thing's mouth. Right next to Vert. Cool. Uh, that goes to Vert, then. So it's just... What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I learned you've been disappearing and appearing in other places. So through communication with the gods and my oath of vengeance, my raging, seething vengeance... I did this. <laughs> In that case, I think I think the flavor for your Misty Step is Torin is so angry that he has is being attacked by something evil that literal steam comes out of his body. And then that steam it's allows him to teleport. Red and black steam that tastes like vengeance. And then he's suddenly just next to Vert while everyone was looking at the cloud of mist. The mimic is chomping down on a cloud of mist that dissipates and leaves it confused. You ever get so angry you just pop the torn? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just have it, the steam come out, mist, and in there, and when it opens its mouth, you just see the fading words, bamf. Hey, hey guys. Did I ever tell you about the mimic that tried to eat fog? 
Missed. Uh, Fire. <laughs> okay. You're fired. Pack up. Get out of here. Right. I would love to. Vert is casting magic missile. <laughs> I'm attacking the dad joke. Um. J-Mark, I'm so tickled by how tickled you are. I know how J-Mark loves when I speak for him. So, you know, you're fired. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. That's uh, three, five, ten, fourteen points of damage. Yeah, how do you want this to look, my dude? Uh, okay, so it's it's chomping. It's looking kind of confused. Um, the four missiles that go out are gonna hit it one in each eye and just blow the entire lid of this thing in on itself. Basically, it's going to have its head like squished from all sides. Whatever the equivalent of its head is, is now gone. You blow the lid on this thing, it flashes open, and then the whole rigid walls of the chest begin to sort of just deflate until the whole thing dissolves into a, a green and gray steam and then the floor is filled with little white marbles. Well, they're, they're a bit larger than marbles. They're about maybe as big as Vert's fist. I'm going to use a still mage hand to pull one over towards me. Yeah, to, uh, you don't have to. They're going to roll to you. This whole room is now is now like ankle deep in little white marbles. What the hell is this thing? And as you pick it up, Vert, it looks like... An eyeball? Oh, that's... That's... Kind of cool. <laughs> and yeah, before coming to work for you, I was a bird watcher. Bird watching, you say? And, um... What do you do with this bird watching? Oh, I kill them, of course. Oh, really? Yeah, so whenever any kind of bird comes over the city, it was my job to shoot them down and take them to the butcher. Oh, but I thought birds were impervious to pick up drone bullets. Oh, they are. They really are. The The trick is to get them with arrowheads made out of bird beaks. Fascinating. They shed them every now and again, so I use that and fire away. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and tell me more. You, you said earlier you like knitting. Oh, oh, knitting? Knitting is the best. Nothing quite like sitting by an official Polterblatt sanctioned fire with my needles and whipping up a sweater or maybe even a hat. Oh, it's real exciting stuff, let me tell you. Flipping over a few more, they all look like eyeballs. Uh-huh. Use your scholarly gnome brain. What are they? Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of knowledge do you think applies here, Vert? Uh, well, hmm. I just have an excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. <laughs> Does Torrin say that in character, please? <laughs> I think so. Looking at nobody in particular. <laughs> Wait, say it in full Torrin voice. Use your gnome scholarly brain, Vert. I only have an excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. As Torn just looks slightly up into the corner of, like, the ceiling. 
<laughs> where maybe a camera would be. <laughs> and someone Wait. goes, womp, womp. Uh, Hold uh, on, uh, I saw uh, this in the archives. Is Torrin in the Truman Show? Aren't we now all? Now make sure to drink your Ovaltine, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Torrin's entire life is that he's actually on a live TV show. For all he knows, we're actors in his life. I did. Or if I'm the one it speaking tracks. to the camera, it would probably be Bert who's on the TV show. <laughs> Manny, look at the cameras right now. Tell us how you feel. I feel like we could use a delicious Ovaltine shake. <laughs> oh my god. Only five ninety nine at your nearest Kroger's or whatever the strock you shop at. <laughs> Just here somewhere in a little ear bee that he has. Stop ad living. Can you oh, just just one more for the folks at home. Can you say it into the microphone? Stop ad libbing. Oh, okay, I will. I will. I hear you loud and clear <laughs> from here, buddy. <laughs> or no, I just wanted you to be the guy in the booth who's like, no, not what I said, damn it. From now on, from now on, we're on script. Forever. That's right. Yeah, that's right, guys. Um, no one tells Manny that he's actually on the Truman Show. No one puts Manny in the Truman Show. And we're running that railroad. So, uh, gosh, this is this is a rough one. Um Maybe if we get Twilight to eat a couple, we'll find out what they do. I kind of want to say Arcana check, but it Arcana also... check would check if it's magical in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, that's still a thing they could do or he could do. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just, I'm just giving you an idea of the skill, like a rundown. Um, I'm gonna let you pick. Uh, your, your do are, anything? You Arcana, nature, history. Uh, yeah, maybe survival. Actually. So I can do something in roll. Go ahead. 14 plus 3 in survival. Mm-hmm. Plus 1 of wisdom. Alright, and uh, Verticus, what are you doing? I'm gonna do an Arcana one. So Arcana. 18 roll on survival. So your roll on survival, um, let's resolve that first. Uh, Torin, you have encountered some eyeballs before. These do not seem like eyeballs. That is immediately apparent, because these don't seem... They look like eyeballs, but they're not... Squishy, the same way eyeballs are. Like you give them a little, you give them a little compression, and they feel like they're gonna pop. You know what I mean? Like they don't feel gelatinous like an eyeball. They feel hollow. Hmm. These are not eyeballs of the anatomy of a living creature. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Um, Vert, you got Arcana. You're trying to see if there's something magical to these. Yeah, I got a sixteen on that. Uh, you notice that the pattern of the eye is not, um, it looks almost, I don't, what's the right expression here? It's like two-dimensional, like it's papered on. Hmm. Like it's not, it's not like a real, another way you can tell, it's, it's not like your traditional eyeball. You couldn't tell just by looking at it, but when you really take the time to like look at the details, that you can tell that it's, it's a two-dimensional image on a three-dimensional sphere. And you get that, I, I guess I gotta tie that into magic somehow now. <laughs> Devil magic! Um, it basically what you what you get from that from close examination. You've played with eyeballs as a as a sorcerer, like you learn in like wizard stuff. You've had to had, see eyeballs in jars. This ain't an eyeball. Yeah. I swear to God, for a second, I thought you were telling Kevin that he's messed with eyeballs, and I was about to be extremely concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, you've played with those before. Yeah, squishy, squishy. Played with eyeball. We all had the same childhood. We all grew up playing with eyeballs. Oh God! Uh, what do you do? You still have this room. There is 
uh, one door that you haven't gone through to your left. Um, there doesn't appear to be anything else in this room. It's mostly a square room besides those, those two... The walls with the doors are kind of, like, off-angled. How many of these uh, eyeball things are there? You are ankle-deep in eyeballs in a room that's, like, 50 feet square. No, that's too many. 30 feet square. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Hundreds. I try and toss one in the air. Does it do anything? It follows the rules of gravity. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Torin. Yes. Can you see if... Mm, well, try and throw one of these against the wall. Pick up a handful and toss them. Sounds good. You splat them against the wall and they pop. And out of them come little gray blobs. <gasps> oh my god! Twilight's not here. They know nothing. I'm sorry. I don't know how Twilight realized that happened. I think Twilight just felt like something cute happened. Twilight just felt it in their soul. <laughs> Twilight just felt cuteness and was like, something cute has occurred. I must find it. Babies. They're babies. <laughs> oh, dear. These are eggs, aren't they? Oh, do you want me to confirm that? Yes, yes, they're eggs. All right, Bert, you got to set this room on fire like the maze. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not uh, hold on no twilight doesn't know what's happening but j mark no no uh, we gotta nuke it for morbid it's the only way to be sure bert uh, <laughs> and it's the only thing we know oh, no. is that we've been attacked by these things at every turn yeah you're metagaming right now we know nothing no well vert doesn't know anything but you know stuff torn because i literally messaged you about chester you messaged us to meet up with you. You messaged nothing about Chester. This is right. true. When I said when I said I cast message, I literally said, "Hey, I met this this chess thing that we might be able to talk to." Uh huh. That's right. He said he met a mimic that you might be able to talk to. Yes, one mimic that we might be able to talk to. You have that knowledge that they like that I have been able to like form some kind of understanding with them that they are sentient creatures. Are the the mimics that um, <clears throat> we'll say hatched uh, were violently vacated or evicted from their sphere. Uh, have they done anything? Um, can we see them? Uh, oh, yeah. No, they dissolved into green and gray smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, they died. Okay. Twilight in the background like, feels that warmth in their soul and then their heart breaks and they just go, No! And Jester's like, what? All while Mayor Bucket and a chest stare at them. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are kind of struggling to figure out what to do here. You want to do a perception check real quick? We're, me and Bert aren't struggling. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we were uh, just basically trying to determine what the hell was going on here. Um, so, message, is that still in effect um, for sure. Torn? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm shared with Torn, not with you, Vert. So. Right. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you used clairvoyance or whatever to have a floating eyeball constantly following us to either watch or hear what we do. No, that disappeared already. Yeah. yeah. Well, damn it. Um, Torin, what do you think? Should we... Well, I won't shut up in my brain. Yeah, what? Oh my god, they're dead! They're all dead! I, I keep telling him they're what? dead babies and he won't, and they won't stop <gasps> shouting. 
Um, why? Yeah, well, uh, why don't you get... Uh, crap. Um, Darn you son of a... Son of a striking devil! Hurtful. Well, they should probably get down here. Uh, we, we need to figure out what to do with um, all of this and Bert gestures around to the ankle deep... <clears throat> Um, you hear that? Baby pit. Shut your bitching and get over here. And Twilight slowly treads their way, sadly and mopingly, with Chester and Mayor Bucket in tow back to the gang. Fast forward. <laughs> How did I get here? What happened? What happened? So we found the, um, I'm guessing is the nursery here. Oh, this is not good. What is that? Oh, hi, uh, this is Chester. Yes, Bert killed a giant golden chest that kept trying to eat us. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Chester, um, they didn't know. They didn't know. Oh, this isn't good. You guys killed Allison. Um. <sighs> Are you kidding me? You tried to eat Torin. What did I just tell? Oh my god, are these the babies? Yeah, man. Are these the babies? Sorry. Yeah, man, these are our babies. Torrid, what? The Strock. Bert told me to throw them. Bert! Yeah? And Twilight is, <laughs> Twilight, like, if they could have hackles, they would be standing, like, perfectly straight. Probably, like, Twilight's, um, tail, and, like, their horns suddenly seem extra pointy. We? Never, and they're just upset. We never canonically said if Twilight has cloven feet or not. You could have hackles. Yeah, I got cloven feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can be on your so hackles. I guess those are my hackles. Okay, so Twilight's hackles, tail, and horns seem extra pointy. As they are... They, they take a second, they take a deep breath, they go... <sighs> okay, I get it. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed too. Shut up, Chester. Really, this could have worked out a lot better. Chester, you're not part of this. It, I thought those were weapons from the devils. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but like, not right now. They're growing. You, well, uh, huh? Like, we gotta hatch first. Obviously. Right. Um. Yeah. Gotta hatch. So you're brainwashed from a young age? No, they're not brainwashed. They're all part of the rebellion. Oh. Yeah. We're gonna rise up. Right. They even have a fun name. The Hysterian Youth. Yes. That's way better than what we thought of. Alexander Chesterton. Okay. It's just Chester, but thank you. Oh, sorry. Okay, here's the thing, Chester. From a young age, were you told that you had to rise up? Oh, no. This is fairly recent for me. You see, for some time, and he starts, like, his his tongue appendages come out and like curl back on himself like he's like he's beginning a long speech and he says um does anybody need to take a short rest and replenish some spell slots <laughs> yes okay. turns out both misty step and hold person are level two so i'm already out of spell slots yeah. go ahead and take so a short rest while chester gives you his his entire backstory how many spell slots do i get back i don't know if you get any back my dude do i get health back Yes, you can roll your, um... You're, you're actually going to get more health back because Twilight is going to play the Song of Rest. Cool. You can roll your hit dice. You should have hit dice equal to your level, and I believe yours are 1d10. And you can roll them one at a time, uh, and you can roll until you're fully healed or until you don't want to heal anymore. 
or until you run a hit dice. And then you get plus, um, roll your d6 first, because everyone gets plus 1d6 to roll hit points back with my Song of Rest. Okay, so I rolled up to only two points short of full health. Uh, so, okay, uh, yeah, you're all healed up. Did anyone else want to heal anything? I did mine, yeah. yeah. I used a d6 and I got three, so I, I went up to 39 out of 40. Yay! Uh, while you guys were hanging there listening to Chester's story, uh, you were sort of uh, shuffling around in that room full of eyes, and you find something very interesting. Allison, the chest, had actual things inside of her. Ew. Like, not that weren't just eggs. Torrin shoves Ew. Twilight and Burnt out of the way for the loot. <laughs> and Torrin reaches the loot first. You find three things. The, the, the loot explodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, find a, uh, you find a red and white striped top hat. You find a very boring looking wand. And you find a pink winged set of plate mail. Twilight uh, reaches for the plate mail um, and says, No, I can't wear that over my kimono. Torn's already trying on the top hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap and twilight grabs the plate mail before they they miss out okay so i guess vert's gonna get the wand then uh probably he's it ended up being a height thing i'm sorry vert <laughs> okay so you've received uh the the hat of the cat this is the red and white striped top hat once a day you can shape shift into uh, a just before you keep going go yeah. strock yourself fair <laughs> okay keep going uh you can shapeshift into a cat form you use all the stats of a basic cat a mundane cat while you're in cat form the only difference between you and a mundane cat is that you are wearing a hat and for some reason a bow tie amazing the plain looking wand is the wand of no big deal and uh once a day if a spell you cast would require that allies make a saving throw against it, such as if they are caught in an area of effect mm -hmm. uh, of something you've done, they have advantage on that saving throw. Hmm. <laughs> and the pink plate mail is the plate mail of the dog. It is a it is pink winged plate mail, and once per day you can cast fly on yourself as an action. Twilight grins at Torn and goes, ha 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 ha. This is mine now. Twilight puts on the plate mail and suddenly feels really weighed down by it and like collapses chest first because they're not proficient in plate mail and uh, s like struggles to get up and then looks at Torn and goes, hey, I'll trade you this for the hat. Hmm. Just starts doing tricks with the hat, like rolling it from one hand to the other. Twilight's eyes get... Twilight uh, uh, casts prestidigitation to make their eyes super big. Or thaumaturgy to make their eyes look super big and go like a anime character and goes, please, please, I want it. Please. Gimme, please. Please. What are you willing to pay for it? And Twilight holds up to the best of their ability the plate armor. My liege. Alright, uh, I guess I'll put the armor in like a pocket holding. Because I already have yeah, chainmail. You just want to like stick it in your pack or something? Yeah. The chainmail will give you more armor. It's bulbous, but I'll let you do it. You don't. You don't. Hold on. You don't want to walk around wearing pink chainmail with wings, because I want you to walk around wearing pink chainmail with wings. It's plate I mean, mail. It's plate. even thicker than yeah. chainmail. Oh, even yes, better. Yes, but it'll so be you... used in a future. No, you can still use it. It's bonus armor. No, I want to use it in the future, not right now. He wants to use it in the future. I... He doesn't want to be a pink lizard boy. 
Okay, don't want to be a pink lizard boy. That's fine. Um, so Twilight the hat gets, on your is, head. What's the hat called again? The the hat of the cat. Once a day, I turn into a Monday cat. Yes. Does the rule book have like stats for cats? Stats for cats. Imagine that. Imagine that's the stats for cats. That would be so dang fats. Can cast fly once a day if I'm correct? Yes, for no spell slots, for free. Just like turning into a cat is for free. That is Yay. not bad though. It's not bad. So, so far, the only really practical one is Kevin's, and that's just because Kevin's everything has an AoE. Well, the cooler things have Other than AOE. Magic Missile. Now, I do have to ask, the one of no big deal, is that um, something that I can utilize in conjunction with the spell, or is that something I have to cast prior to the spell? No, it's it's free. Okay. It's once once per day, whenever you do that, the wand will activate. Okay. It's totally, it's totally a bonus. All right, cool. So... It's a, it's no big deal. I'm expecting great swords and actual weapons. Mitch is just an ass. The cat that Twilight turns into, it's a mundane cat, but can it, can it be Twilight colored? Sure. Yes. You want it to be purple? Yes. Fine with me. But it horrifies all the children by speaking in a loud Scottish accent. (laughs) (laughs) So just to clarify, it's an action to polymorph into the cat. It's an action to polymorph out of being the cat. So I can polymorph in and out? Yeah, you're not stuck. Twilight loves his hat more than anything. <laughs> Thought you would. Okay, so you found all of that. All of that loot. All that loot inside this room. I'm gonna get get get, get this loot. Get this loot all in the room. And uh, you're now rested as Chester has finished his tirade about what he was doing before he joined a mimic rebellion. And how the mimics all want to be uh, free people. And they no longer want to be the back, uh, the background characters of other people's stories. They want to be the main characters, and that is what their rebellion is about. Oh, um, can I use the the hat of the cat for bit comedy? No, you get once a day. <laughs> can I use Damn. it for bit comedy? I don't think you're taking this Dungeons and Dragons very seriously. I really wanted a bit where as Chester was going on their tirade, Twilight had turned into a cat and gotten into Chester because he's a box. Oh, the perfect friendship. <laughs> See, now you want to give me that bit. <laughs> hey, just so you know, my tummy is full of acid. That's okay. I come from Hellfire. We can we can hurt each other with our love. Kinky. <laughs> I mean, I'm four and I got four tongues. I'll do all kinds of shit. I I think they call it codependency, which sounds like only a good thing. Sure. Uh, so what are you doing now, guys? There is another staircase, so we can just go up that and ignore the eggs, because Twilight keeps whining. Yeah, Vert's not touching the eggs. I am amazed you said that, Torin, <laughs> because Chester says, How do you guys know about the staircase? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I don't know how to answer that, because it was just part of your description of the room earlier. <laughs> I said there was a staircase in here? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's straight up a staircase. I didn't know it was a secret because you just described it. <laughs> it's like, uh... No, wait, I'm sorry. I, in my head, I knew exactly what you meant, and I, I thought that at some point uh, Vert had taken the cheater key off me and used it, so I was like, oh, snap. Okay, JK. I described a staircase, huh? <laughs> That's yes. so great. There's a staircase, and immediately to your right. No, wait, not immediately to your right. Diagonally to your yeah. right. Wow. That's pretty much how you it got went. that. 
You that wasn't just that was verbatim. It wasn't just that Torin <laughs> has good memory for maps and territory. It's that Manuel has good memory for what people say, and he remembers what people say. You know what? You know what? I was I was I was flabbergasted, but thank you for listening to me. You sound so wonderfully charmed and yet pissed off at the same time. <laughs> Nowadays, I just run a low, simmering level of anger regardless. But I'm genuinely not upset. <laughs> That's what an upset person would say. Damn it, no, it's not. Uh, I said this... I'm not mad, goddammit. <laughs> this bit's been going on a while. You guys want to go up that staircase? Uh, yeah, no, it goes up. Okay, yeah. That not secret staircase that we all know about and can see? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Is Chester coming too? <laughs> Could I? Debilica was just like floating in and out of the staircase and doing the come on tonight dance. <laughs> come on, everyone. May as well go up. Yes, we're doing we're doing the stair dance. You go up the stairs uh, and you Leaving find... behind a bunch of eggs to fend for themselves. I'm sure that'd be fine. Like, people don't come down here. That's why we made this place. Before we go up, Twilight runs over and grabs an egg and puts it like in their jacket like their kimono pocket, and goes, you're going to be my new buddy. Oh, I'm sure that won't backfire. Oh my god. No. You have it. You have a mimic egg. <laughs> uh, yes. Did Twilight uh, run back for that? Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> uh, while Chester uses four tongues to hop himself up the stairs. Twilight skips every step his tongue ha- his tongues happen to land on to launch himself. And you guys come to a uh, a ceiling that seems to be made of like it looks like cobblestones almost like big interconnected cobblestones. Uh, we can assume we're under the street, so Torn just starts punching. Yeah, sure. You start punching it. Roll your damage. What would damage be on fists? Just your uh, strength. Yeah. Unarmed strike. That's right. You don't have to roll for that. So it's like three, right? Yeah. Yeah, you punch it. Sure enough, the the rock comes loose and it goes, oh, and it lands a few feet over. And now there is a hole large enough for you guys to climb out of. Uh, Twilight looks at the chest and goes, was that a friend of yours? Or the rock? Yeah. He says, it's okay, Tom, you can get back in the floor. The stone just kind of like inchworms back into place as you guys come out. Neat. Oh, yeah, man. We're all over here now. We're all waiting for the hive lord. So are we back in Balderdash? You are. Would you like to know what it's like right now? Is it pandemonium? Sure. Do we have a choice? <laughs> no. You're, uh, do you have a choice of seeing your surroundings? D- I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to think uh, happy thoughts. Twilight also closes their eyes. Torn puts their fists on, puts his fists on his hips and just looks, stares towards the sky. Nope. Well, I suppose the most immediate detail is that the hedge maze is ablaze. Oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we? I completely forgot about that. You did. Townspeople are running through the streets in a panic, but they already have limited water. Ray is in the town square where you guys have popped up, and is trying to organize people who are running around. Like, you gotta get over there! You get over there! No, you. we gotta find a- is, is there no well in this town? You all hydrate with these berries? Twilight looks at Vert and goes, What did I say? I literally said we shouldn't do this. It's far enough away. The town's not going to burn. What are you talking about? The fire has fully encircled the entire town. And the fact, the only thing saving it are the fact that the walls of the town seem to be made of stone and, and bits of um, Poop. other stone, really. 
We've established that poop is just a, an accelerant. <laughs> well, um, quick. Oh, no. Answer. Fix this. Yeah, the stone is going to keep it safe. Oh, God. We're all going to burn. Ah! Mayor Bucket runs away. I have a really good point that Twilight needs to make to, like, really heighten the tense nature of this moment. You guys ready for this? You're going to love this. Twilight looks at Mayor Bucket before he runs off and goes, Wait, where do you store your buckets of poop in town? His eyes light up and he says, Oh, I thought no one would ever ask that. I'm actually surprised no one else has found it before. And uh, he goes waddling away. Yeah, that's cool. a real good spot to end that. <laughs> All right, and time. Well, guys, uh, let's leave Mayor Bucket there for now. I gotta head back out with Yang. He's got more work for me. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta go too. All right, see you guys later. Wait, guys, what I'm if sorry, we just... I it's such a cool moment. Okay, Mitch, how about... Oh, he already left too. Oh, hey, buddy, is it time to eat already? Okay, okay, don't don't change or anything. Uh, we can get down to the mess hall and grab something for you. I, I think uh, they shot a bird down in old Chinatown, so maybe they can get something for us or, like, give us some food. No, we're going. I just... I wish there was something I could do, you know, Ren? All I got is this voice, and... <sighs> maybe I can do something. Um... Okay, Bren, what do you uh, what do you think of this? <clears throat> and that, our dear listeners, is precisely why I have returned, because it would seem my replacement has gone off the deep end, and now I'm going to go ahead and feed my cat, Ren. <laughs> Come on, buddy, let's go and find some food. Dear listeners, that takes us to the end of today's broadcast. Unfortunately, it would seem that the station heads and the overseers were not at all interested in hearing about Elijah's life. Well, I don't know about all that. I happen to think my life... And so... That is why we will be stopping short of producing any more Reality Check with Robin segments. Until further notice, anyway. Unless, of course, um, a certain Capitan Larong would like to stop by and explain himself. Hmm? Doors open. In the meantime... Dear listeners, we are still casting for the dead hunt. If you feel like you could make it as a new hunter, be sure to stop by the Potroblat Fire Dome in the Collapsed Quarter. Our temporary facility is the perfect location to host a battle royale, and the winner will be one of our newest hunters. Remember, we score the amount of people killed. And bonus points for style and grace while you do it. Stay tuned for the sound of birds screaming their ghoulish, haunting screams as Elijah demonstrates bird watching. Thank you. And keep living your truth.
Hey, it's Jmark Exceto again. A few updates for all of you. First off, Tabletop for the End of the World is going to be at MAGFest 2020 in the National Harbor at the Gaylord Hotel. Um, feel free to come and hang out with us. We don't know if we've been booked for a live show yet, but we will be running around and we would love to meet some of you. Secondly, we're also going to be at the Maryland Renaissance Festival, hanging out in cosplay, handing out flyers, and just enjoying ourselves um, September 29th, which is a Sunday. So for those of you who are listening from the DMV, come on out, see if you can find us. We would love to take some photos with you and meet you. Uh, finally, next month, we are, in fact, participating in Inktober, so be sure to look it up. For those of you who participate in Inktober, you will be entered for the opportunity to voice act a scene in Tabletop for the End of the World. Now, we realize this is a huge opportunity, so as of now, we're thinking of maybe allowing three different people the opportunity to voice act a scene. So definitely want to participate as there are plenty of opportunities to engage with the show and with us and show us some of your incredible, incredible artwork. Finally, we would absolutely love and appreciate it if you were to support us on Patreon. Any money made on the Patreon will go towards producing new merch to sell at conventions, paying for our tickets to go to conventions or paying for our merch table pricing. Most of all, initial fees will be going towards uh, buying upgraded equipment, especially for our new cast members. And of course, Kyla wants me to remind everyone that any kind of leftover money will go towards making sure he gets fed. So. Thank you so much. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash weareheroes. We Are Heroes Productions is the name that our podcast is under and is our production company. Anyway, that's it from me. Our next episode will be releasing seven days from today, so Friday, September 27th. And remember, the overseers are always watching.